0: Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, you're not the only one feeling the feelings you're feeling. That's kind of a mouthful, right? Look, you're not the only one out there right now who is feeling frequently distraught, uncertain, confused, and just negative. Because believe me, we are living in some of the most ludicrous times I think any of us could have imagined. And the world as it currently sits is just full of never-ending questions and uncertainty and all kinds of just bizarre happenings. Let's face it, nobody saw the global pandemic coming that is COVID-19 or the fact that it's lingering two plus years later and still causing us an enormous amount of problems, many of which are due to certain selfish actions on the parts of various people which I'm just not going to go into that element of this. Uh, None of us expected to have any of the political craziness that's going on these days where the partisanship, especially here in the United States, has just gone completely through the roof. And just, wow, it's nuts. And don't even get me started on what's going on right now in Ukraine and Putin's ludicrous invasion of his neighbor. What's this all about? Why is this all going on? All of us are feeling completely unusual feelings. And especially here in the United States, we are terrible about dealing with mental health. And that's what most of this ties into. Mental health, emotional health, and to some degree, spiritual health. And when you don't contend with those three elements, your physical health tends to follow and suffer. But look, You're not the only one who is feeling the feelings that you're feeling. You're not the only one feeling distraught and uncertain and whatever else you might find yourself feeling right now. It is almost a global pandemic of its own, completely separate from the illness. It's a global sense of just weirdness, wrongness, otherness. It's not what any of us have expected our lives to look like at this stage. And it's been really disconcerting. Here's the thing the starting point for dealing with this in any way, shape, or form comes from self care. You have to take care of yourself, and that begins with self awareness. If you are not aware of yourself and who, what, why, how, where, and when you are, how can you expect to be able to do anything? You can't necessarily deal with what your life looks like right now, let alone change it. And a lot of times people look to try to reconcile their past in certain ways that don't bring them into the present. And as I was doing some recent studying and research into self-sabotage, one of the big things I came across was this idea That we are often, instead of working from the now to change anything in our lives, we go back to the past and we try to work from there to change ourselves here for the future. The irony to this is that you can't change the past. You can't undo it. You can't redo it. You get no do over. The past has passed and we need to leave it there. What we can take from it are the lessons that it may have taught us, and if we're not sure of those lessons, we can go back and look at the past to see what lessons were there. But apart from that, there isn't anything we can do with the past. But I digress. I wanna talk about this idea that feeling what you're feeling is something that you're not alone in feeling. But here's an important fact no matter how you feel right now. Who is in your head? you are. And you're it. There is nobody else in your head with you. And beyond that, you're not the only one who's in your head. You are also the only one who is in your heart and your soul. You are the only you that there is from within. Nobody else can get in there with you. No matter how close a relationship you develop, no matter how deep a connection you create, there is nobody but you inside of you. You're it. You are on your own. And that is a big part of where the concept that you're the only one feeling the way that you're feeling tends to come from. It's from that loneliness. It's from seeing yourself as being completely alone and from being the only one in your head. But that's not necessarily the case. In fact, in all probability, it's not the case in the least. Most of the things that you are dealing with, somebody else deals with too. You are not so unique as you might think that you are. That's not to say that you're not a unique individual. You are absolutely a unique individual. Each and every one of us on this planet has our own unique, separate perspective and perception of reality. How I see the world is not how you see the world. There is within this a collective consciousness, which we are all a part of, and each of us feeds into it and from it. There are things that we all get and share that help us view this world in much the same way, but our perception of it is still very, very different. That's part of where a lot of our conflict comes from, and the conflicts get bigger when we are not self-aware. Self-awareness is the key because if you don't know yourself, you can't know anybody else. And a big part of this is how it impacts upon your health, your wellness, and your well-being. And all four elements of this, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health are interconnected. They are the identifiers for the who, what, where, how, why, when of you. That's a chunk of self-awareness and it goes beyond just the mindfulness of what you're thinking, what and how you're feeling, actions and intentions that you are doing. It's the ism that makes you, you. All of us have three basic elements to ourselves. There is the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, and the ego. The subconscious is the depth. That is where your values and beliefs and habits live, and oftentimes you don't access it consciously. It's just there, and it pops up, and it's got beliefs in it that you may not even recognize anymore, that you formed maybe 20 years ago, but no longer speak to you. But they're rooted there, and they still will show up from time to time. Your conscious mind is the now. It is who you know yourself to be. It's where you process in this moment anything that you process in this life. And that is especially true of feelings. Feelings tend to be immediate. You might remember a feeling from the past, but you don't remember it the same way. It's much more of an immediate situation. It's an immediate concept. Feelings are products of the now, by and large. That's not to say that there's not resonance from feelings, but you get the idea here. Ego is the presentation of yourself to the world. And the ego is that intersection between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. It's who you believe yourself to be and who you show to the world. Why am I putting all of this out here? Because until we recognize that we are the only ones in our heads and that we are the only one capable of interacting between our subconscious, conscious mind, and ego, We can do nothing to make any changes when we are feeling all of this uncertainty, when we are distraught. And there are two important things that come from all of this. First, we need to recognize this situation, we need to recognize how everything is interconnected. But once it's recognized, and that's the easiest of these two aspects, we need to acknowledge it. There is almost a pathological need, especially. Especially in the United States, to acknowledge nothing. We love to place blame. We love to cast away things that we don't need. We love to ignore problems. We love to just ignore that they're there. We don't think they're happening, or we blame somebody else for them. Because this is the case, we don't acknowledge these things that are impacting our health, wellness, and well-being, and the four elements of our health. That's why a lot of times when you're feeling something that seems off or unusual or you think puts you apart from everybody else, it's hard to validate and it's hard to accept as a part of who you are. And that is partially because we haven't acknowledged that you are feeling what you are feeling. So when it comes to the feelings that you're feeling, one of the questions you might be asking is how do I deal with these? Feelings of being distraught, of being uncertain, of all the negativity going on in the world today. I cannot necessarily give you a singular answer because there is no one-size-fits-all answer, period. There's pretty much never a one-size-fits-all answer to anything. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. There are so many different potentials and possibilities, so one answer, eh, not necessarily there. But in my experience, I have been working with a couple of different things that I think help when it comes to dealing with these things that are causing all of this negativity and all these feelings that we're not comfortable with. Here are my three things, because there might be more, but these are the three I'm going to share with you for dealing with this. One, do not watch the news or read the paper. I have, on a couple of different occasions, been watching the news with my mom or been reading through a newspaper or something of that nature and good grief is that distressing. I mean, I can't even begin to explain why it's so off-putting and distressing and disturbing and you see all these terrible things going on and all it does is make me angry because there is so little I can do about most of these problems. It's just why am I bombarding myself with this information and there's nothing I can do. Having a general sense of what's going on is really important, I think, but there's no need to completely drown yourself in it. That doesn't help you or anybody else. Which brings me to the second and more complicated of these, which is to get off of social media. I need social media for my work, both for my personal branding work and for the job I do. But at the same time, I've been finding that the more time I spend going through social media, scrolling through any of them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are my big ones. Anytime I'm there, I'm coming across things that just frustrate me. And a lot of times it's not because somebody is intent on making me upset. They're sharing what's going on because they want to make sure we know. And I appreciate that. But at the same time, It's like, what can I do? All this is doing is making me upset. All I'm doing is getting angry. I vote. I will attend protests. I am more than happy to join a letter-writing campaign or emailing campaign to deal with some congresspeople and get them some information they should be getting to make them feel bad for being jerks. Take your pick. I will do that. But when it comes to social media, more and more I'm finding it's much more toxic than it is good for me. And I think that this is true for a lot of people, and it's very easy not to see it for what it is. So getting off social media, I think, is a good way to deal with these negative feelings. Finally, and this is, I think, the most powerful one, three, seek and find joyful things. All of us have things that will bring us joy, and all of us can do things that make us feel good and comforted and happy. What they are for you are not going to be what they are for me, but I would bet that there are plenty of things out there that you can do that are going to help you with feeling distraught, uncertain, and just generally otherwise negative. It's not that you won't feel negative, because you know what? You will. That's part of human nature. It's part of your experience. We all experience negativity, and we need to. We won't recognize the good if we don't have the bad. It's the yin and yang of the universe. It's what the world is made of. It's going to be the thing. But we choose how much we want to inundate ourselves in the negative, how much we want to focus on the bad things, Versus putting our attention to good things and making healthy choices, both mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually for our life experience. That's something that all of us can decide upon. So when you have that bad feeling, because believe me, you're not the only one feeling what you're feeling these days, but when you're having these bad feelings, you choose do I let these dominate me? Do I stay with this negativity? Or do I find ways to move past it and find something else so that I can feel better? That's a choice. If you're distraught, you are not alone. This world has gone crazy. But you have options when it comes to working through this. And one other very important thing here is this. If you are feeling this negativity and this craziness and believe me, you're justified. There's no shame in feeling this. We are all here. I think one of the reasons we're feeling it so much is because of our innate kindness, caring, compassion, and empathy. And that's the part that's the most infuriating about all of this. Because if you have any empathy and all of this kindness and compassion in yourself, you're looking at these situations that are Utterly lacking in kindness, compassion, and empathy. What on earth is Putin doing? There's nothing kind about it whatsoever. And that's just disheartening. This ruling that's going to be coming down from the Supreme Court that so terribly disempowers women, because I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with the unborn people. It's about control. It's lacking in kindness and compassion. It has no empathy. It is just ugliness. And a lot of people who have been rejecting the basic things to help keep COVID in check, social distancing, wearing masks, that lacks in kindness, compassion, and understanding. And it makes no sense. And it's thoroughly disheartening. But we, when we are kind and compassionate and empathetic towards others in this world, that is self-care. It is not just for other people. It is for ourselves. Being kind and compassionate and empathetic is utterly empowering. There is no shame in giving somebody compassion because we're all in this together. We're not in the same boat, but we're sure as hell in the same storm together. And we're on the same rough seas in our own individual boats, some of which are yachts, some of which are dinghies, but we're all going through this and you are utterly not alone in feeling the feelings that you're feeling. And there is no shame in that whatsoever. No shame at all. It's okay to not be okay. Okay, let's go to this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. This one is super simple. What I am going to suggest here is this is creating attitude shifters. I would like you to take a moment to write down five things that serve as attitude shifters. What these are, are things that you can turn to rather easily that cause you to smile, to feel good, to be content. They are things that make you happy. I mean, they don't have to be like extreme happiness and tremendous laughter, just a general sense of wellness and well-being. These five things that you write down can include, and these are some examples I'm gonna share. A certain child's laughter, a song that makes you want to dance, the feeling you get when you hold a lover's hand, the smell of your favorite coffee brewing or bread baking or tea steeping or whatever, enjoying a particular sweet or savory food, standing outside in a warm summer rain, or standing outside in a nice warming sun. Whatever it is, all of these are attitude shifters and what I recommend here for today's applied guidance for mindfulness tool, write them down on an index card. Keep that index card with you, whether you keep it in your office, keep it in your pocket, whatever it is, and when you find yourself feeling all of this negativity, when you're distraught, when you're feeling uncertain, when you're just not feeling good, and you think that you're the only one feeling this way, reach for your attitude shifters. And Pull at least one. See what makes you feel better. That's why there are five, because if one doesn't work today, a different one might work. Make sure you connect each one to one of your six senses. It should give you a reaction. It should make you go, ah, oh, yeah, that was so great, or that's wonderful. I love that smell, or whatever it is. It should activate that sensitivity so that you have This way to shift your attitude when you're not in a good place and you don't want to stay there and you want to do what you can to shift to somewhere better. After a month, if this is working for you, and I think it will, write five more down. Why? Because that gives you more tools in your arsenal. In time, you should memorize these as best you can so that you can turn to them when you decide that you need to shift your attitude. This is not a perfect thing. This isn't going to instantly make you feel better. It's not going to be, I'm good now, it's all great. No, this is about shifting yourself so that you don't end up falling deeper and sinking further down the rabbit hole. When you're doom scrolling, when you're coming across all this insanity in the world, it's great to know that you're not alone in this and having a tool that you can use so that you can alter and control how you're feeling is something that is deeply empowering and i think all of us can always use more tools that more deeply empower us thank you for joining me for self-awareness for everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness conscious reality creation and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences if you have any questions or comments, drop me an email at author at You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show and to FEMA Mahoney. She is the creator of my cover art. Do go check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdon.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you, and be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be.